0: SPICE, that is the acronym that has been used for quite a while in terms of friends' testimonies. And so I thought, for some time I felt like it was important to share what SPICE means. Maybe all of you understand that and have a good grasp of it, but I wanted to use it today. And SPICE stands for, as it's printed in your bulletin, Simplicity, integrity, community, and equality. P is peace. S P I C E Testimonies are our salt and light. They make up what we stand for. They have flavor and power when we put them into practice. And they should make us more grateful. Now when you hear the word testimony, what comes to your mind? What do you think of when you hear testimony? Somebody's story. Anybody else? Yeah. You think of those TV shows? The old days, was how you came to Christ. How you came to Christ. That's right. A testimony. People gave testimonies. And so testimonies have a significance. They're a kind of a declaration when people are under oath, at least in court. They're a declaration of the, supposed to be of the truth. Friends or Quakers didn't believe in having their, when they were in court and they were asked to appear as a witness, they didn't believe that they should be sworn under oath. But they would be affirmed. Friends felt like you should always tell the truth. No matter where you were and what you were doing, you should always tell the truth. You shouldn't have to be under the law of the court and sworn in just to tell the truth. So friends would affirm when they were sworn in court, the court of law. But I like this definition of testimonies. I kind of prefer it. Testimonies is its validity consists in certifiable objective facts and appears as the primary standard for establishing and testing truth. Now, my mom surely understood about that testing truth part. I was the fifth of five children, and she just knew that when you weren't telling the truth, One time when my brother and I were wrestling in the front room, and he was five years older than I was, and he always had the upper hand on me. He always was able to defeat me. And one time when we were wrestling, I wanted to win. Have you ever wanted to win? Just wanted to beat somebody one time? And I wanted to beat my brother, Raleigh. And so... He still had the upper hand on me and he had me down on the ground and pinned me on the the carpet. And so I decided to bite myself. And I did. And I said, Mom, he bit me. He bit me. Raleigh bit me. And he let me up and I went in I showed my mom my arm right here. I bit myself right there. You know, my mom was good at discerning the truth and establishing it. And she looked at my arm And she said, Raleigh, did you do this? And before he even spoke, mom turned and says, you'd bit yourself, didn't you, Rusty? I didn't think about, I didn't have any two upper teeth. I'd lost those. And there were no upper teeth marks in the bite of my arm. I learned the importance of telling the truth in a different way that day. I don't know who created the acronym S-P-I-C-E but it's a good standard for us to follow as friends as Christians each and every letter of it should be written upon the tablet of our heart every day let's be the truth Let's let the people hear the truth. Let's let people know that God loves them and He forgives them and He welcomes everybody to come to the throne of grace. Let's live out the testimonies each and every day. Can you imagine eating a cherry pie with no sugar? We're eating a pumpkin pie with no pumpkin or spice. Just wouldn't taste right, would it? Spice is the variety that offers flavor to our foods. And it should offer flavor to us as Christians. As we witness to the world. S, simplicity. Living more with less. Living with less. Less stress. Less worry. Less worry of your calendar being full so you can have more time for what is important. Your relationship with God. Your relationship with Christ. Your relationship with family, friends, and people here. Living more with less. Simplify your life so you can just love people And God more. Give him more time. I was talking to someone here this morning. And they said that their spouse has 30 to 45 minutes alone time every morning. Wow, wouldn't that be great if we could do that? Just take 30 to 45 minutes every morning with God. One of the things that I've begun doing every morning when I go out and and water the cows. When Jerry's here, my brother Jerry, he's living with us right now. he, He goes out and water the cows for me. And I'm thankful for that. But I'd gotten into the habit of taking a book back because it takes about 30 minutes to water the cows out of the spigot. And I got a lawn chair back there. And I just set that lawn chair down while I'm there outside. And I just read. Take my Bible with me or a good Christian book and just spend time just to simplify my life. Not to think about all that I'm going to have to do but just to kind of empty myself and let God fill my soul. Living more with less. Second Corinthians 11.3 And this is about simplicity. But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, that your minds may be somehow led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. When our lives are so filled with stuff, it's easy to get distracted from what Christ wants us to do. Just take time to spend with him. Simplify. Get rid of some of the stuff. Sometimes we make the gospel so complicated that we may say we just don't understand it. Why do I want to read it? I don't know what's on its pages. It doesn't seem to speak to me. We make the gospel so complicated, we just say, what's the use? But yet it is so easy to understand a child knows how to live it out in love, in grace, in forgiveness. Just do what's right. The gospel has been described as being so deep that a theologian could drown in it. Yet a child shall lead us. What Jesus taught is not really that difficult to understand as you open up your heart and just spend time with him so you can walk in the light and so you can be the salt of the earth, the salt of our stale friends the salt in your community, the places where you work. Don't let your salt lose its saltiness. The Bible is not so much a plan of salvation as it is an attempt to teach us how to live a more productive, loving, graceful life for Jesus. To know the grace of God, so we can give it to others. It doesn't take much. Just a few minutes in the morning or a few minutes in the evening or a few minutes at noonday, whenever you need to do it. Simplify your life and just let God fill you up. Psalms 119.30 The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. When you spend time reading the scriptures, it gives you light. And the more light you have, the more light is given. How many of you have dimmer switches at your house? Ever used a dimmer switch? We've got a dimmer switch right down here that works for the choir loft. Dimmer switches are everywhere. There's lots of dimmer switches. And when you reduce the light you're reducing the power. The amount of power that goes up to the lights to illuminate. But when you push it all the way up and give it full power, what happens? There's more light for us to see. The more that we allow in our heart of Christ, the greater light we can become. The more of God we have, the more your way will be lit. Walk in the light was what George Fox said, the founder of the Religious Society of Friends. Walk in the light wherever you may be. Not just when you're in here, but when you leave this place, take God with you. Now, if you're like me, sometimes I bite my arm, (laughs) even to this day. I can cause things that make me stumble. I can cause things that hurt my own heart, that lead to darkness, that lead the wrong way. I do that sometimes. Sometimes I speak before I think. You ever done that? Ever put your foot in your mouth? You ever gotten a little upset with that person sitting next to you or close to you or across from the table? No elbow bumping out there. I saw that. <laughs> you know, sometimes we mess up. Don't we? That's not just with a person sitting next to us. It can be with a coworker. It can be with God. We can just totally mess up. And miss it. But what does God do? He just throws his arms open. And he says come unto me. Come unto me. Come to the throne of grace. And you are forgiven. You are already forgiven. So don't be afraid to come. It's that simple. Simplicity. It's that simple. The throne of grace is there. If you'll just come. The more light, the stronger you'll be. The more you'll illuminate the world around you. Walk in the light, wherever you may be. Don't be deceived by Satan. The world, darkness exists. But keep your mind focused on the light. Did you know that in the mid-1600s, many of the churches that were built were of good-sized cathedrals? Brandon was alluding to that in children's message. And they had ornate structures, architecture, beautiful buildings. But early friends chose to go a different route. As you see, there's not a lot of ornate things in this meeting room, in hardly any friends' meetings rooms. They're more plain and simple. So we're not distracted By what we see. So we can focus and understand the call of Christ... And our actions to be. Early friends wanted the attenders... To be in a place of worship. A meeting house. A place where we meet to worship God. Sometimes we like the ornate things. And I can't say that I don't from time to time. But stained glass windows... Fancy buildings sometimes can distract people. And so friends wanted it plain, more simple, so we could focus on Christ. And friends, you know, they didn't use the word doctor in front of their name very often. Because they thought everyone should be treated the same. Simplified. Everyone was to use their given name. And you know about the days of the week? You know, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Friends used first day, second day, third day, and fourth day. They didn't use January, February, March, and April. Early friends didn't. Because the months of the year were named after pagan gods, and they didn't want that association. March was named after a deity of war. So you see, they just wanted things to be simple. Peace. I love the hymn that we sing, Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin with Me. Peace starts with the individual. One's contentment in all things. Now yesterday was Veterans Day. And we should be thankful and proud of those who have served our country and are doing so today. They've given us our freedom and to provide us with a protection that we cannot measure. So we should appreciate all that they have done for us. How they have served our country, our state, our county, our community. They deserve our respect and our appreciation and our prayers. Peace, peace. Sweet peace, the gift of God's love. Proverbs 16, 7 reads, When your ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If we could live at peace with all of our enemies? Fortunately, my brother and I made up after that little scuffle that we had, or scuffles, I should say. I recall counseling a couple several years ago who had become a little irritated and disturbed with one another about some of the choices that each one of them had made. And after a few visits with them, I finally asked the man, did you ask your then-girlfriend to marry you because you loved her? And he said, yeah, I did. His response was yes. And I said, were you glad you asked that question? And he said, yes, I was. And yes, I am glad I did. And so I asked his wife, did you say yes to your then boyfriend, who is now your husband? Did you answer, how did you respond to the question, will you marry me? And she said, well, I said yes. Were you happy with that response? Yeah, I was. And they understood that they were both were part of the problem. But they could both be part of the end result. They could both find happiness if they chose to. Just as it takes two to disagree, it takes two to mend and to live in peace. I believe it was Abraham Lincoln who said, Persuade your neighbors to compromise when you can. Do I not destroy my enemies when I make them my friend? And Carl West said these words. Fences make good neighbors. But a gate in the fence will make good friends. Just make a gate in your heart. To Christ. To your friends. Make a gate in your heart. Don't build fences between you and others. Build gates. That the love of Christ... Christ can flow in and out. Peace can come when our mind stays on Christ. And we may not like everything. But we can have an eternal peace as we trust in God. William Penn helped create and sign a peace treaty with the Indians. John Woolman went and served slaves here in the United States. Slave owners and help to convince them to bring peace and release their slaves. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we never had another war? Wouldn't that be great? I understand that since Adam and Eve had, two, had their children, Cain and Abel, Cain slew Abel, that the weapons have just gotten bigger, even to atomic bombs. So I understand that, friends. I understand that. But wouldn't it be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we never had another war? I've already said I appreciate the veterans and what they've done. But wouldn't it be great if we could just find a peace for ourselves? A peace of Christ that is greater than ourselves? Peace. Peace, sweet peace, the gift of God's love. I think we'll end there. We'll look at um, integrity, community, and equality next week. The hour is getting at hand. There's a few more things that I'd like to say, and I think we'll end there and we'll continue with open worship. And if you have some stories to tell about some of these letters, this acronym, please share it.